Welcome inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV presented by One Bank. It is yet again a weird week, right? Three straight days. Livingston Academy has not been in school, but Monday and Tuesday night they played basketball games. Friday night they're going to play a basketball game. We'll talk about that. And of course, we'll catch up with players, with coaches, and so much more coming up on the program. Once again, welcome inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV presented by One Bank. Here with head coach Leslie Riddle. Uh, coach Riddle, you know, we've, we've talked about it a few times since all this craziness kind of started. The more practice time you can get in, the, the more you can get in the gym, the, the better you're going to feel. But uh, last night, obviously, a really big time win against a very well-coached and, and disciplined Clark Range team. What, what does that do for your team, getting a game like that under their belt after all this? It really helped, especially after the White County game. Um, you know, White County came out and defended us so well, and uh, I think it kind of rocked us a little bit, and, and we didn't execute as we should and, and like we could have. Um, I think our defense against White was okay, not great, but I just think offensively we didn't execute much at all. We we didn't push in transition. We just we just didn't attack. So that was a focus against Clark Range, and um, I think we came out and did that extremely well. And, you know, we talked about being a little rusty before the White County game, but both teams probably were. Um, but I think maybe we've finally shaken off that rust and just maybe getting in the gym a little more consistently will help. Yeah, that White County game obviously ex- exposed a few different things. Let's start with the one that we've talked about since, you know, the off season, and that is that post-present, right? Celeste Reed really kind of had her way. What do you guys have to do? Because it certainly isn't going to be the last time you see her, and it's not going to be the last time you see a really good post player. Well, it won't be the last time, but and the sophomores that were guarding her, it kind of was their first time, you know, to see that powerful of a post player we've seen great post players this season already you know we've already played Cumberland County you know Um, so we've seen some great post players and obviously saw some in Charleston but I don't think any of them have the power that Celeste Reed has and plays with the uh, you know reckless abandon to you know go to go to the rebounds Um, so I'm feeling like you know the next time we we face that they'll be more prepared because you do get shocked a little bit because of the aggression of of Mm -hmm. Celeste but um, I feel like she did have her way, but I, I felt like there were some positives. I think we did a good job double-teaming her at times and keeping her from – I mean, there was a time last year where she scored 40-something against us, you know. So hold her to 16, and eight of those are free throws. Um, um, I wasn't terribly disappointed with that. Uh, something we've also talked about is is finding a way to get other players involved. But when Keely Mullins comes out and has 20 points in the first half and then has nothing in the second, how do you kind of adjust to that? How does she need to adjust to that? Because uh, certainly we've talked about you can have a bad half, but when you have 20 in one and none in the other, it feels a little lopsided. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be rare for any player to have 20 and a half, you <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, but when she got hot there in the second quarter, the players just kept getting her the ball. We kept running everything to her because, you know, when a kid gets like that, you just keep giving them the ball. Um, and, and Sparta did a good job at halftime of changing defenders. And then I think I think Keeley settled a little bit, settled for long threes instead of being aggressive. And um, and then that she did address that in the Clark Range game because we talked about it. You know, get, get yourself back in the paint, be more assertive, and don't settle for those long threes. And, um, you know, we're all learning. And, you know, she'd never had a 20-point half before at the high school level to, to know how to react in the second half. And, you know, someone that had watched the game said, you know, if you hadn't had a halftime break, she may have just kept on doing that on and on and on. And I said, well, maybe she should have or maybe she could have, you know. Um, but she does have to learn to deal with that 10-minute break and, and to, you know, pick up where she left off. How does this team continue to deal with, I'm going to call it difficult officiating, and, and maybe more specifically, how does Mally Carwile stay out of foul trouble as she has kind of gotten into in these last couple of games? 
Well, we've got to quit using our hands. Um, that's what they're calling on us. And some of our rotations are late. And we learned in Charleston that our help side defense wasn't good. So we're still in the process of being a better team defense and getting places on time. I mean, I know Chloe's a lot of times insider because she's just a second late getting there. And, and she's not set when somebody runs into her. Um, but on the perimeter, we're using our hands way too much. And, you know, are other people doing that too? I don't know. That's not my problem. I mean, I wish the foul calls were even. I think, you know, one game it was 19 to 10. The next one it was 25 to 15. And, and we're being aggressive. I mean, we're going to the rim. We're being aggressive. But, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Is it good officiating? Yes, they're doing the best they can, just like the players are. And, you know, I always say, they say if the referee says, we're going to miss a call or two, I say, well, we're going to miss a shot or two, and I'm going to put the wrong kid in at the wrong time and make the wrong defensive call. So, I mean, it's high school sports. You know, everybody's going to screw up in it. Final question here, Coach Riddle. Uh, obviously, turning the page now, you get to host Cumberland County on Friday night, uh, a team you've seen once. You were able to come up with a kind of a last-second victory there with some free throws from Allie Coleman. Uh, what do you expect them to do differently Friday night, and how do you guys make some uh, adjustments as well Friday? Well, I think we turned it over more than we should have um, at Cumberland County, so I feel like they'll be a little more aggressive with their pressure uh, and try to make us turn it over. I think the pace was a little more um, what we wanted. I think they're going to push it to be a little more what they want and maybe get the ball into Baldwin a little more. She didn't start in that game, and I feel like she will this time. Um, and uh, like you said, and like we've noted, you know, we have a little trouble with, with bigger post players. So that's something that we'll have to focus on is, is keeping her off the boards and keeping her off the, off the scorebook so much. Head coach Leslie Riddle inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920. We're here with Mally Carwile inside the Wildcat Den on, on 101.9 AM 920. Uh, Mally, if there's one thing people have probably noticed over these last couple games, it's uh, that your aggressiveness has maybe started to get you into a little bit of trouble. Uh, how do you make that adjustment in a game when, when you kind of start to realize that, oh, fair or not fair, that uh, you're getting yourself into a little bit of foul trouble? Um, sometimes I just kind of have to take myself out of getting in even into the position where they can even call it on me. I just feel like I need to get myself like out on the perimeter more and not crash in because, I mean, for one instance, one of the girls was on the floor and they just kind of called it on me. And I was like, well, all right then. <laughs> it's just kind of, you kind of have to adjust to it. And after my first two, I just kind of like have to lay back, like let them get, take layups instead of fouling and commend that foul. Obviously, you speak about getting on the perimeter. Your, your perimeter game has taken uh, kind of a, a, a big turn here. You've hit some really big-time threes over the last several games. Uh, how do you continue to develop there, and how do you think that kind of helps you guys offensively, you being able to, to stretch the floor a little bit? Um, I feel like it definitely opens up areas for Ellie and Keely to get their inside range shots, especially for Ellie and her drive and Keely for her mid-range shot. But I also feel like it opens it up for when they drive, they can kick to me. Or if Mally Jean drives, she can kick, but she can also make that layup. So I just feel like it opens our offense a lot more and it makes it harder to guard. You guys got the uh, rare opportunity at this point in the season to play Clark Range last night, and you get out to a big enough lead that all uh, five starters get to slide to the end of the bench, and you kind of get to cheer on a lot of these younger girls. What does that mean to you guys, getting to slide to the end of the bench and not just relax, but obviously you get to push them uh, up near the coaches and, and watch them go out there and compete in varsity play? I just feel like it's very encouraging to our freshmen, not only for us, like, screaming, cheering, letting it, like, just – having a big fun time, but also feel like it shows them that we still care about them, even though they don't get to play a whole lot, but they, we still want them to react the same way to us when we're playing. 
Final question here, Mally. You're, you're obviously first and foremost known for what you do on the defensive end. You guys have had some issue with help side defense, getting help places. How do you continue to, to grow in that aspect and, and help this team uh, turn into an even better defensive team going forward? Um, I feel like our talking lately has gotten somewhat better, and I feel like the more we communicate, the better our defense is. It just kind of depends how we come out that game. For instance, one of our games we came out, I mean, just going ham on defense and – that was our best defensive game of the whole year. And then some instances where we're not talking as much and we get beat a lot. So just we just need to talk a lot more, and that just kind of depends and decides when uh, our defense is going to be good. Mally Carwile inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920. Head coach Jimmy Miller, Livingston Academy Boys Basketball. And uh, coach, people could probably hear the pep in my voice. I'm sure they're going to hear the pep in yours because last night – was a kind of a night that I'm sure a lot of Livingston Academy fans, most all of your players, and everybody is going to remember for a long time. Uh, you you rarely, if ever, get to put triple digits on the board. Uh, before we get into individual performances, guys off the bench, Daniel Bilberry's night, any of that, just the generalization. What did it feel like to be sitting on that bench and see your group of guys put 100 on the board? Uh, that was that was pretty neat. You know, you don't get to do that very often. We've only seen it a few times, and uh, our, our guys were really excited. And I, I love it when our upperclassmen get excited, when our young guys get a chance to play, and they get a chance to put those points on the board. They did a lot of the scoring at the end of that game, and it's fun to have to keep making those guys sit down because they're excited for the young guys. You know, those young guys come in and they work hard every day with these older guys. You know, we can't do that without them. So, but as far as just the total team effort and being able to see those guys get excited to put 100 on the board, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was clear that, that they were very excited for those young guys. Uh, talk to me about this senior class, or I guess just this really the starters, this upperclassman-led team. At about halfway through the third quarter, all of them slid to the end of the bench and kind of pushed uh, your your young guys up towards the front, knowing full well what was going to happen. What have they their attitude towards these younger guys kind of meant to those guys and, and meant to you as a coach? Uh, to me, I, I can't even explain how much fun these guys are. That That's the thing all year long. You know, uh, if they've dropped a game or if they've lost a game, there's very few games that these guys in their in their careers playing that they have not been in. You know, you could go back and find a couple few games here and there where uh, a score got pushed up on them, but there's not many because these guys just, they just don't quit. And, and even if they have a game where they're not able to win, you know, they're still so fun to watch. And last night, honestly, you know, it, it, it was so enjoyable because I know how hard these guys work and I know how unselfish and their chemistry together has been second to none that I've ever seen. Never, uh, you know, never coached a team like that. These guys are so consistently unselfish and, and move the ball and share the ball so well and get excited for the young guys. I mean, who wouldn't want to sit on a bench with guys like that? We move one spot up the bench to your six-man. What has Rocco Carwile done in your mind to turn a real corner over the last couple of weeks? Always had the talent, always kind of showed spurts, but these last several games has had you know higher double-digit totals, uh, has really caused some, some issues for teams defensively, and then obviously uh, his rebounding has seemed to also take a massive step. 
I think what you're seeing Rocco do is what we've been seeing him do for a long time in practice, and, and Rocco is putting it together, and he's always been, always had that kind of talent, and he's, he's, he's even more talented than what you're seeing, and even more talented, I think, than what he realizes at the moment. Um, he, he's very gifted. He, he's got uh, good vision on the court. He pays a, what we're not getting to see as much because we're so guard-heavy. This team is so guard-heavy. Rocco, is a, he's a fantastic passer, and he doesn't get to display that much as, as much because he's not handling the ball. But Rocco can play the one on our team. You know, he's, but, and, uh, unfortunately, you know, with our size, we're having to, to stick him down there on the post, and he's got good footwork, and he's got good skill for that. He can, he, he's our only player on the team that can play one through five. And right now we've had to have Rocco uh, you know, on the block some playing that five spot for us and he it just took a little time for him to get more comfortable with that and honestly all Rocco's needed is floor time because his ability and his skill is there it, it, he, he's in my opinion he, he has the his potential to become a really great player well now we go to the star of last night's ball game 100 points on the board when somebody has one third of those points, thirty-three on the night for Daniel Bilbury, we knew we know Daniel is special. There's a reason uh, he has come as far as he has as a senior. But on a night like that, where even he seems to transcend a little bit, twenty-nine in the first half. What is that like for you as a coach? And and what is it you know that he was able to do last night? Maybe that uh, took him to even that next level. Man. I- you know, last night it, it it was something. You said the word special, and Daniel Bilbrey is special, and he always has been. And last night I kind of went from being a coach during the second quarter to strictly being a fan sitting on the sideline, and it was so fun to watch. And, it, you know, I can remember when Daniel came in as, as a freshman, and, saw, and I can remember telling people when, it, when, it, when I knew we were going to be able to start getting to put him in the game a little, you guys wait, I'm about to put – you know, I would tell people that, you guys, I'm about to put a kid on the floor and he's about to immediately become a crowd favorite because of the style of play. Everybody loves to see uh, someone go hard. You know, any anybody that goes as hard as Daniel Bilbrey does, everybody loves to watch it. And then you throw in his athleticism, his speed, his, his grit. I mean, if Daniel Bilbrey was uh, the size of Rocco Carwell, there would be some people that would really be in trouble because – in Daniel's brain, he thinks he is, and I think that's part of what makes him so good. But last night, you know, Daniel is fast. I think he's the fastest kid in our league. But last night, I've never saw him look that fast. And, and the only way I knew how to describe it is I just I just turned into a fan on the sideline, and it was so fun and so special to get to watch him do what, what we see him do every day and take for granted in practice. He finally got the opportunity to, to cut it loose and do it in front of everybody. And, I, you know, I've been a coach – at Livingston Academy for a long time now, and been there as even as a player, as a teenager, uh, and I don't recall ever seeing anyone getting an, a halftime ovation before. Uh, and that was that was a testament to how much fun and how much respect Daniel Bilbrey gets from the people of Livingston. Head coach Jimmy Miller, Livingston Academy boys basketball, joining us. Coach, I appreciate it so so much. Thank you, and uh, man, good luck Friday night. I cannot wait. Thanks a lot. Inside the Wildcat Den, presented by One Bank here on 101.9 AM 920. And, of course, the schedule ahead. It's that time in the program. Two games behind us, Monday and Tuesday night. 
White County Monday uh, in Clark Range last night. Now we look forward. Friday night, it's a rematch with Cumberland County. The Wildcats and Lady Wildcats will once again go for a season sweep of a team in district play. Cumberland County, a one-point win for the Lady Wildcats. That was a thriller at Cumberland County. Of course, the boys ended up having great first and fourth quarters to pull away, but it was tight in the middle two quarters, so we'll see if they can't improve the same way they did against Clark Range on Tuesday. That's a look at your schedule ahead from inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV, presented by One Bank. We're with Chloe Jenkins inside the Wildcat Den. Uh, Chloe, it's kind of been up and down these last couple of games for for you guys. Uh, what do you think has been uh, something you guys have been able to do well and uh, what's something you guys have obviously still got to grow to do? I think we've gotten better at being positive even when we're not doing good and like lifting each other up. But I still think we need to talk on, talk on defense more and just slow down offense and take some our shots for everybody and just be more supportive of each other. You guys have obviously, like like so many other teams, been through uh, quite a lot here over uh, the last about 10 days. This has been a really weird kind of timing. What have, what did you do during the, the last week when, when we really had nowhere to go and couldn't be in a gym? I mostly just slept a lot, but I still came to the gym and shot and I was able to because I felt like I needed to because if I just sit at home, I'm not doing anything and I just feel bored, so... Did you get to get out and play in the snow at all? Did you get to enjoy the, the, that a little bit at least? Yeah, but it was freezing, and I couldn't stay out for long because my fingers are burning. <laughs> so you're not a fan of the cold is what I'm hearing? Not for long. Only a little bit at a time. Very little bit at a time. Where do you feel like your game specifically has gotten better and has to continue to grow? I think I've gotten a lot better at rebounding and just knowing where to be on defense and being able to talk more to my teammates so they know where to go and like where I am and just being more talkative for them is helping a lot. Last night you guys took on Clark Range. You had this unique opportunity that all five starters kind of got to slide to the end of the bench. You guys got to push some of those younger girls up and and into some some good action. How much do you just enjoy getting to sit back and watch a lot of these younger girls uh, go out there and, and compete? They work really hard in practice, and I just feel like when they get to go in, they get to showcase what all they do in practice because they make us better. We're not good by ourselves. They make us better every practice, and it's good to see them have their opportunity to do good too. Chloe, final question. For people who obviously know you have been through some injuries, and then last year obviously you sat behind Aaliyah and Hallie. Uh, just how much fun has it been to, to get out on the floor as much as you've been able to play this year and, and be out there? It's been a lot of fun, but it's also been a lot of pressure, but I'm glad I have the opportunity to play, and I feel like I'm getting better every game. Chloe Jenkins on the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920. Inside the Wildcat Den, here with Daniel Bilberry, who last night, 33 points. Now, the team goes off for 100, and we're going to talk about the guys around you here in just a few minutes, but 33, and you had 29 in the first half. Uh, when you realize that you're kind of feeling it, you're in a bit of a zone like that, what is that feeling? I mean, it, it's different than all the other ones. I mean, I was just, we was just getting steals and layups and steals and layups, and my teammates kept on feeding me the ball, and I was able to get looks from them, which was really helpful, and they, they played a big part in it. They helped me a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, they definitely play a very large part in it. I'd say most of your 33 was assisted on by somebody, uh, whether it's a, a steal or, or something else. Uh, how do you kind of how do you set yourself up for that? How do you put yourself in the position uh, to do what you did last night? Uh, nothing physically. I mean, you just got to mentally focus yourself on the game and how we got to take care of business, especially with these district games coming up, the second round of district. We got to be able to focus and we got to take games like this serious and be able to bounce back from them. Even if we, I mean, just like last night, we won against Sparta, but we got to be able to take care of business here and learn from our mistakes and keep getting better throughout the season. Yeah, you guys get a big win over Sparta. You obviously have a massive win tonight, uh, or that is last night over, over Clark Range. Uh, so what does that do for your confidence after last week and how weird everything was? What does that do for you guys, the confidence going into Cumberland County Friday night? Uh, it definitely gets us rolling, gives us a lot of confidence going into Cumberland. And then we got that second round of district starting next week, homecoming and senior night. We got to take care of business there and be able to finish at the top of the district. All right, now let's talk about everybody else, all those guys around you that I know you love to brag on. 100 points is a team effort. What were you guys just as a team able to do tonight, seeing the basketball? I mean, it was crazy. It, it, it just felt so emotional. It felt like we needed that 100 points. I mean, every time we scored the ball, we was, we was getting crazy. I mean, it was just so much fun, and there's no other feeling like it. You know, one of the other things you guys got to do a whole lot of tonight because of that score was you and these other seniors, these other starters, you guys got to go have a seat on the bench and, and just watch some basketball. How much fun is it to watch, you know, Carter and and Brody and and all these guys, Parker and Yager and all them go out there and and put on a show? It's awesome because I mean, not a lot of people know, but those those kids battle with us every single day at practice and they play us every single day, and most of them don't get to see the floor. And whenever it's whenever we have a game like that, that we're able to take care of business and see them play and see all that work that they have took and worked at, and it it. It's paid off, definitely. They're they're very good players, and they go against us every single day. It's just just like a proud moment, kind of. Yeah, let's talk about maybe the proudest moment of the night. It's no secret McBride's wearing a huge brace out there on that leg. Uh, certainly, you know, probably not how he would like to be feeling, but what did it mean to watch him, of all people, be the one to go to the line, be the one to put a shot through that puts you guys in triple digits? Wouldn't choose nobody else. Nobody. He's awesome. Uh, it definitely got us going. We, whenever he got fouled, we was all just kind of looking at each other, just waiting, trying to see. And you can see because the clock keeps on running, you could see him at the free throw line telling the ref to tell him to give him the ball. And it was, we was just praying for him. <laughs> Inside the Wildcat Den, here with Daniel Bilbury after a 33 point performance against Clark Range last night on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV. Patience Coggins, clarinet here for the Spirit of the Wildcats band at Livingston Academy, band captain as well. What exactly is band captain? What are your responsibilities? Um, I help take care of the band as an entire like whole. Um, I look over the sections, make sure they have all their stuff that they need, music, um, make sure marching is down, music is like played well. Um, I'm just that person, like as, as well with the drum major, we're kind of on the same boat, just I'm playing and she's conducting. Do you, do you prefer it that way? Do you, are you happy that you still get to play and march and kind of be a part of the whole thing? Yes and no, because this year I actually wanted to go for drum major, but my band director told me no because I have to play a solo. Oh, gotcha. You had to play the solo. Yeah. 
How much fun are you having practicing that right now? I'm having a lot of fun, actually. I love my solo. It's really fun to play. Hmm. What piece? I don't. I don't want to reveal too much. What What piece is it a part of? Like, what? Where's the solo? It's uh, in the second movement. Ooh. Okay. Very fun. It's the entrance of it. Mmm. Oh, so you get to like start this whole thing off. Very cool. What drew you to band? Um, I think the the sounds. <laughs> the sounds honestly really did. Um, and I don't know. I if, at first I wanted to go for flute, and then I picked clarinet, and I'm so happy with my choice because I love my clarinet. It's like my child. It's Does great. it have a name? It has a name. What is your clarinet's name? Lila. <laughs> Very nice. Very, I like that. That's beautiful. So what? So you wanted to play flute. You end up choosing clarinet. You love clarinet, but what made that choice? Like what? What made you choose clarinet initially? Uh, my grandma had one in her closet. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> Convenience is the name of the game. There's no problem with that. What do you love to do besides band and, and play clarinet, patients? Uh, I'm in softball. Oh. Um, I also skateboard. <laughs> A, a woman of many talents. All right, marching band or softball? I'm making you choose. Marching band. Oh, okay, that was quick and easy. Why marching band? I mean, that was so fast. Because I have a family here. All these people are like a second family to me. I'm with them so much, and I love and trust all of them at times. Um, I love playing. Getting to move on the field is so much fun. And it's just really cool having those experiences. What's the one thing you would love to accomplish this year as a clarinet player, as band captain? Um, grow as a whole better. Because this last year was kind of rough when it came to leadership, and I really want to make a difference with how, you know, our band sees the leadership team. And as a player, I want to grow in my skills and help the other people in my section. That will do it from inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV. Thank you to each and every one of you out there for listening. Thank you to all of our guests tonight for being willing uh, to do things a little differently because obviously uh, haven't been in school and so had to do some circumventing uh, of that. But we got everybody in, got everybody on. Very excited to have done that. Reminding everyone Friday night, Cumberland County at Livingston Academy. Coverage will begin at 5.40, tip off at 6 p.m. right here on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV. This has been the Wildcat Den presented by One Bank.